Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we're covering the two-part episode, Cheaters. Cheaters. It's funny because on the DVD set, it's like listed as like part one, so you think it's going to be a part two. But there isn't a part two. And then you spend your like 15, 20 minutes looking through the entire DVD and the other DVD trying to figure out like where part two is, and then you're like, oh wait, I just watched it. Mm-hmm. So, not a great recommendation that after watching this episode, it felt like it was unfinished. Yes. But... Well, admittedly, on the DVD set, it doesn't have, like, the extended cut that they see when they do it in syndication. Yeah, so I guess with this episode, it's weird because it's 40 minutes originally, but then when they air it, they almost always air it separately, so then they make it longer, Mm -hmm. which doesn't make... But in two episodes. Right, so they do it in, like, cutscenes. They add in cutscenes. And we, like, read the script online to see what we missed out yeah. on. It doesn't seem like there's a lot, except that Rosario's there. And right. It seems a lot stronger, actually, as of one part. Yeah, I'm episode. really, I'm pro-Rosario showing up, but um, that probably would have helped a lot, but... Oh, well. Admittedly, it wasn't that plot relevant. Maybe she'll be there next week. Rosie. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the, uh, the episode, and then we'll jump right into it. All right. Uh, cheaters, Grace learns that Will's father, Sidney Pollock, is having an affair with a colleague... Leslie Ann Warren. Meanwhile, Karen thinks Stan's a cheater, too, and plots to catch him in the act. Mm-hmm. This episode was actually pretty well-constructed. I liked the bit where we had kind of the two cheating plotlines going on at once. One was really serious, one was really comic. Yeah. I thought that was good. That was, like, a nice a nice little, like, mm-hmm. I'm forgetting, juxtaposition. There yes. we go. Not a nice the word. juxtaposition that they were setting up there. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I just feel like Will and Grace doesn't always know what to do with its competing plot lines, and this was a really good example of that. Yeah, they did a good job. I'm proud of them. So this episode really kind of gets us uh, reacquainted with Will's dad. Mm-hmm. And I think the last time we saw him was season two. Yeah. Because um, we had a plot line there about him like, coming to town and like yeah. not, and Will not being out. Right. Or he, it, him it, not outing Will to his colleagues. Yeah, it was something like he was winning some kind of, some kind of Lifetime Achievement Award, and yeah. then it was revealed that he had told all of his colleagues that Will and Grace were married. That was it. And then Grace, of course, runs with it and tells, like, all these ridiculous <laughs> tall tales about their shared lives together and how they're raising the kids Jewish. Yeah, right. Which would be a problem for them. Oh, it would. Especially after this episode, which is something I would maybe want to talk about in a little bit. Just, <laughs> just the very, like, Jewish-Gentile divide that was happening. Yeah, that was very interesting to me. But we'll get to that. So, uh, so basically, the, the core of the episode is that Grace is the one to find out about this affair because she meets him... At a production of Susical. Susical the Musical. Susical the Musical. Where she's attending with Joe, Joel McHale. Who's really tall, I'm now realizing. Yeah, he's a lot taller than I think we all thought he was. Um, And also, Will's dad is there with his date, who's clearly his mistress. Yeah. And so it's actually kind of an interesting take on the episode, because we see a lot of the development of it through Grace's perspective. Yeah. And so basically, Grace, like, is really torn up about this, because there, we kind of have this idea of Will's dad being, like, the uber dad mm-hmm. in the group, like... Yeah, I mean, they explicitly in the beginning of the episode, like, Will is telling stories about his dad, and then, like, Grace and Jack are basically, like, playing the whose dad is worse game yeah, in I comparison. Yeah, they, they called it the distant daddy game. Yes. So, like, Grace would say things like, oh, her dad would, like, tell her to move out of the way of the TV or whatever, and then Jack's like, um, yeah, it turned out that my homophobic father was actually my homophobic stepfather, and I don't know who my dad is, so <laughs> don't try and play me. Right. And... So it's it's this buildup of the dead character as, like, a really great guy, right. stand-up dude. But then instead we get this whole episode where he's, like, first hiding his mistress, 
And then when it turns out that Will is just, like, living in denial about it, like, they end up sitting down to dinner, and it's just the most uncomfortable thing I've ever watched. Oh, my God, it was so bad. And, like, we we are all Grace in that moment, where Mm -hmm. she's just sitting there with, like, this fake grin plastered on, like, like, clenching her butthole, waiting for, like, the other shoe to drop, because she just can't deal with it. Right. Well, it's this whole thing, and then we can talk a little bit about the the framing of this in a a Jewish-Gentile way, but this whole thing where Will's family is just so built up on denial, Mm. and, like, Will's, like, I feel comfortable denying this, like, I don't have to know this is happening, this is my dad's colleague. Right, Um, yeah. But he kind of gets forced into a more active denial of it when, like, the mistress invites herself upstairs to use the bathroom. Right. And, like, he invites them to stay for dinner to, like, prove to Grace that it's okay. Or something. Yeah, so basically the big reveal is after Grace, like, agonizes over how to tell Will for, like, days it appears, she tells Will, and Will already knows. Right. And Will is like, yep, nope, that's his colleague. And he's very insistent upon it being the colleague. And he, mm-hmm. he basically explains, like, no, 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 this is just how Truman's work. We just don't talk about these things. And Grace is like, what? She's like, that is so un-Jewish of you. Like, <laughs> the, 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 my favorite line is where she's like, you're going to deny the truth to avoid suffering. <laughs> that is so not Jewish. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, so basically that that's kind of where we get like the the big like crescendo of the episode is mm-hmm. this very uncomfortable dinner where Will is denying things so hard that he's having his dad and his dad's mistress over for dinner. And just not talking about it. And Grace is like forced to like ride along in this situation. <laughs> and like I I feel for Grace a lot because not that this is a similar situation, but there's been a few times before you came out to your family where I was like invited to family things that right. I would just like have to sit there being like, I don't say anything about how gay he is. <laughs> like But like so like that's been my taste of how that works in like a family denial situation. Right. And it's probably a, a a very Jewish Gentile divide, I guess. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I mean, we can't really like speak to this because both of us were raised Catholic, and so right. that that. Has, but I guess your family is not a very big denial denial. No, family. we prefer to get get drunk really drunk, yeah, and suffer, yeah. Um, so you're like Jewish adjacent, according to Grace. I would say yes. I would say that that's something that probably carried over to Catholicism from the Jewish mm-hmm. tradition um, when everyone converted. Right. I could see that that whole it's I think akin to the guilt thing where both Catholics and Jews tend to be very yeah. guilty. I yeah. think that that whole dragging shit out and and just talking about it and feeling miserable the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. probably so. Related. Clearly, Will is definitely a Protestant. Yeah. As this episode is oh, established. Oh, he's so waspy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god! You can basically see a stinger. Huh? Yeah. Get it? Get what I did there? Wasps. Wasps. Yes. Thank you. It's a joke. Yes. Tess <laughs> is the Joker. I am the Joker. <laughs> Sorry, I was just <laughs> laughing uncomfortably like Will's dad's mistress does. <laughs> Tina. No, hers was more like a <laughs> Oh my god. It was oh my every time she did it, I just like wanted to rip my skin off. I was just like, ah, stop it. I think the thing that's so interesting about this episode though is at the very end when Will and his dad actually get left in a room together, and so then they actually have to talk about it. Yeah, and Will's dad really is like, just showing again that he's not, like, the stand-up dude that everyone wants him to be. Right. Like, he's mad at Will because, because Will hasn't yelled at him yet. Yeah, he's, like, mad at Will for not calling him on bringing his mistress to dinner. And, like... Will is understandably upset by this. Yeah, and then his dad, like, couches it by being, like, you're the brave one. You always are. Because we get this moment where Will, like, explains that he doesn't want to confront his dad on this because the last time he did a big confrontation and, like, revealed the truth that they'd all been ignoring is when he came out to his family and it was really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, his dad is essentially saying, like, I need you to do this again because I'm too much of a chicken shit to do it. And I just want to say, fuck you, Will's dad. Yeah. That's really horrible. Like, that's just, like, that's... I see how the writers thought that made sense, but that's almost, like, cartoonishly crazy. Right. And, like, they try to make it, like, seem more like heartfelt and like real by being like you've always been the brave one right and, it's like, and Will is definitely like really empowered when he finally does call his dad on it but like but like at the same time I really feel like they shouldn't be empowering him to call his dad on something that his dad clearly knows isn't like morally kosher you know what would have been funnier if they had role reversed it and if Will had been in the room with the mistress and the mistress had told him to do it that would have been funny. that would have been funny I and that would have made that. more sense I could have seen that but yeah the fact that they did it with his dad just really cemented to me that Will's dad's kind of a dirtbag. Yeah, we both of the times we've seen Will's dad and in anecdotal scenes later on, we get this picture of this guy who is really great and like really supportive of Will, and like on the surface that makes sense because like right. Will's gay and it doesn't make sense. Not like it doesn't make sense, but it's, it's, it's not traditional for a gay man to have a strong like, relationship with his father. Yeah, yeah, like that's kind of like one of the like gay tropes is that you have like a somewhat uncomfortable relationship with your dad. So like, I think the episode. First of all, I think the show is not 100% intentionally juxtaposing these things. I yeah. think it legitimately sometimes thinks that Will's dad is really great, but also flawed. But also it kind of is relying on us trusting that if Will says he has a good relationship with his dad, he must mean it. Right. Because it's so unusual. Right. And like, I could totally see Will's dad being a character who is a very good person, but flawed. Mm-hmm. But the way that they write him doesn't come across that way, I guess. Right. the problem I'm having. Is like, so the last time we saw Will's dad was in Oh Dad, Poor Dad. He's kept me in the closet and I'm so sad. And It's we, a really cheery episode. It's very cheery. And so that's the one where we're, it's revealed that he's been lying to everyone he works with, saying that Will is not only straight, but that he's married to Grace. Right. And it's, it's kind of that thing again where it's like we know that Will's dad is saying how supportive he is and how right. great he but is. But only to Will. But only to Will. Like he's not really willing to talk about it openly. And, like, we'll take it not to the point of denying his son's, like, sexuality, but also denying it so hard that he's created a fake life for him. Right. Well, and I think, if I remember the resolution of that episode correctly, I think it ends similar to this one, where there's no actual resolution. Like, mm-hmm. I think Will is just like, I'm just going to have to accept that you're going to lie about me to your colleagues. And it's like... And I'm like, what? No. How is that the takeaway? No, no, no. His dad does... Uh, talk about it when he, like, gets his acceptance speech, I think. That's right, and but, that's like, too much. But, but but for a while, that seems no, like where the episode's like, Will leave. seems, like, totally kosher with, like, just not leaving, like, not, like, making a big scene out of it. Yeah. Like, he's just totally willing to let his dad lie about him, and then his dad does the right thing and, like, makes the whole speech about how gay Will is, and that's, mm-hmm. like, fine or whatever. But it just seems like at every opportunity where his dad could show that he's actually a good person who's good to his son, he... He resists, if nothing else. He is a dirtbag. He's a dirtbag. Like, I'm sorry, he's a dirtbag. Yeah. Like, even in the scene where he gets... Where he, like, basically yells at Will to call him out. Right. Will is like, okay, fine, we need to have a conversation about this, and you need to talk to mom. And his dad's like, whoa! Right. Like, his dad only wanted to get called out, like... By by Will. Will. In the privacy of that situation. But it seems like... That means he wants to carry on merrily cheating on his wife and never having any consequences. Right. And it's just, it's, I, I hope that we see Will's dad again. I hope that we get to see Will understanding that his dad is more of a flawed figure. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like we're just going to keep retreading this ground where every time his dad comes in, it's going to be like, my dad's amazing. And then his dad's just going to disappoint him again. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. Like, 
all of these characters in the show have bad relationships with their dad. Yeah. But Will is the only one who's pretending like he doesn't. Right. It seems to like kind of hint back at that denial thing that's mm-hmm. been running through the family is that he's denying the fact that he and his dad do have a very uncomfortable relationship. Yeah. It's not the traditional gay and father uncomfortable relationship. Yeah. But it is still uncomfortable because there is a lot of like lying and truth hiding and um just general like just denying of reality that Well, happening. and none of them are really honest with each other. Like Will is no. not honest with his dad that he knows about the affair. Mm-hmm. And Will's dad is lying about why he's in New York, what he's doing. He right. skips dinner or he's about to skip dinner before Will invites him to join them. Right. He like totally that's the other thing that kind of pissed me off is if you're going to use your son as the excuse to hang out like in New York, like don't blow him off for dinner. Mm-hmm. Like that especially because okay, so we see this scene where Will is saying how his dad and him whenever they go out to dinner his dad is like, oh, you can make a meal out of the appetizers. Mm-hmm. So then he makes a meal for his dad out of appetizers. Which is so adorable Which and cute. Which is so cute. And then his dad is like, gonna blow it off? Like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I'm sorry. I have very little, like, love for this person, this mm-hmm. character. I really think that he's just... He's not treating our boy well. Mm-hmm. He's not being a good dad. Will's having a bad couple of months. Yeah, he is. It's kind of like... We've been watching a lot of How I Met Your Mother again lately. And this reminds me a lot of season four where a lot of bad things happen to Ted in a row. Yeah. And Ted turns into a dirtbag. Yeah. And I don't think this show has enough of a through line that that's, that's going to happen because a lot of these episodes are so much more standalone. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm kind of imagining that, that I kind of want Will Truman to turn into like a bitter asshole or I something. Like, I feel like that, I mean, I, I'm going to just be a little spoilery. I don't really believe that happens. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. hon. But, like... But I, it's definitely a difference in, in cultural time period yeah, TV show. Like I, I would love to see Dirtbag Will. I would love to see him be a little bit bitter and a little bit jaded and be like, fuck you guys. Right. We just saw him get out of a breakup where his partner was denying being not only gay, not only with Will, not only gay, but, like, like overcorrected so hard that he was being outright homophobic publicly <laughs> and it was really uncomfortable. Right. So we have that. And then his dad is like doing kind of the reverse of that which is like asking Will to be denying things. Yeah, he's asking, he's basically asking Will to lie for him mm-hmm. and that's really uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I, I, in like the fan fiction world that I make up in my head, Will does have a couple of months where he is just kind of a dirtbag right. and he's like, fuck you guys, everyone <laughs> sucks. Yep. Um, oh, well. But, yeah. So, basically, I just I just don't get Will's dad as a character. And I don't really understand what the writers are going for with him. Yeah. Because it sort of seems to me like Will is actually, like, maybe even edging out Grace on the dad, on the distant daddy game. Yeah. But no one seems to realize it because he, he and his dad have a different relationship. than It's like an active relationship versus a passive relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I do think the writers have a good grasp on Jack and Karen this week. I think so, yeah. Their plot is really solid. Oh, man. This is really hilarious. So to retread some ground so that you guys are still with us, basically we have a moment where Grace goes to Karen and describes, using vagaries, the situation at Susan. This hypothetical situation, So she's like, hypothetically, if you saw someone on a date with someone who wasn't their spouse, would you tell them? The spouse. Right. And so Karen naturally assumes that she is talking about Stan. And freaks out. And freaks out. I did appreciate that they do for the first time reveal that when Karen went, when Grace went to Karen for advice, that Grace is like clearly going to Karen for advice so she knows to do the exact opposite. Right. I thought that was smart. I thought that was smart because I did write in my notes, I'm like, it is really weird to me that Grace always goes to Karen for advice (laughs) considering that Karen is like such a fucking disaster. Right. But she decides to do the opposite of what Karen suggests, which is to tell Will about it. Yes. So I appreciated that. 
But so naturally, because Karen assumes that like Grace ran into Stan on mm-hmm. a date with his mistress at Susicle, yep. she freaks out. Yep. And And so, thinks that Stan's having the affair. Yes. And so it just results in this really hilarious moment. Um, this whole plot where like it's Karen and Jack, and they're mm-hmm. like in the back of a limo, like driving around the city, like tracking Stan down, right. like keep it keeping like an eye on his movements and like it's it's really funny like they handle <laughs> it extremely well yeah it's just it's it's funny because like it looks like stan is cheating on her too mm-hmm. because like he's going to burger king and he's buying a salad right you know uh and then karen encounters the mistress and like starts yelling at her mm-hmm. and like then finds out that it's not stan's mistress and it's like oh good for you honey like nice ass yeah it's, it's really funny and it's a very karen and jack approach mm-hmm. to this it's like a fun comic rejoinder yes. to the serious plot of the rest of the episode. Yeah. It does a really good job of, like, diffusing the tension. And oh, then yeah. it builds up again, and then you diffuse it some more. Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's just, there's a lot of really good comedy to be found mm-hmm. in the way that Karen reacts to this. Like, there's, at one point, spying on uh, on Stan in the podiatrist's office, getting his hammer toes treated. Yep. And she's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe that he's getting them fixed for that hussy. Like, <laughs> she's, like, so indignant that he's, like, taking care of his body for his mistress or mm-hmm. something. And, it's, and I mean, like, a lot of the comedy does come from, one, the fact that we've never seen Stan, and, two, the fact that the descriptions we get of Stan are that he's an incredibly unattractive, morbidly obese man. Mm-hmm. And... So, like, the fact that, like, Karen is like, I can't believe he's doing all of this for her, whoever <laughs> she is. It's, it's very funny. It's, and very, it's very clearly her. And, and, in fact, when we looked at the extended episode, in the extended episode, Rosario's plot point is to make it clear to Karen that it's all for her. Yeah, that he's clearly, like, taking care of himself because he want, he's afraid that Karen would lose interest in him. Right. And I, but I think in the episode as we watched it, that's also kind of implied. It seems pretty implied. Like, once, once you realize that he doesn't have a mistress, or at the very least that the yeah, mistress is that not was, that mistress. Right. And, I mean, part of it is this moment where Karen does establish that they have, like, a monthly lunch date, and she claims it so that she remembers what he looks like in daylight. Right, of course. And he cancels on her this month. Yes, is, that's right. Which, like, starts, like, the rumblings of, like, insecurity in her mind. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty funny. But, like, yeah, it makes total sense that, like, Stan... We don't know him very well, but we know that he is in a relationship with Karen and mm-hmm. clearly, like, cares about her to some extent. He's her sugar daddy. Yeah. So Karen's got daddy issues, too. Yeah. <laughs> Tess looks off in the middle distance, disappointed oh, in everything. God, daddy issues. But, yeah, so it's it's just very funny. Um, And I just enjoyed that plot a lot, especially as, like, as, like the counterpoint to the serious cheating plot, mm. which I thought was good. There is one other thing that happened in this episode that I feel like we haven't talked about. Okay. And it is the weird thing where Jack hosts, like, an open casting call <laughs> for, like, a fake Broadway show. I'm going to broaden that up and just say that all in all, Jack is very thirsty this episode. Yeah. Like, the episode opens when they're all, like, getting coffee. Yeah. And, like, he's just, like, literally, like, tonguing the air Yes. Trying to hit on this dude who's there with his boyfriend. Oh, my God. I literally wrote down, like, holy shit, Jack is genuinely trying to rim someone across the room. Like, yeah. And it's, it's it's like a, not even a C-plot. Like, it's just like a, a thing that Jack is doing more, waiting yeah. for the other plots to, like, turn back on. Yeah. and it's, it's, But it's it's really, both of them are really, really hilarious. The yeah. open casting call is a lot creepy. Like, a lot yeah, creepy. It's a lot creepy. But the bit with the boyfriend is pretty funny because the resolution is, like, the one guy finally gets up. He's like, could you stop hitting on me? I'm here with my boyfriend. And Jack is like, 
Oh. <laughs> no, no, yeah. he's like, I didn't mean to give you the wrong impression. I'm not hitting on you. I'm hitting on your boyfriend. Yeah, and he's like, he, and the guy who's like naturally offended, he's like, he just like came <laughs> through, like waving across the room, like doing that weird tongue thing he was doing. Yeah. It's very so, uncomfortable, like, that's but very really funny. uncomfortable, but very funny. But then we get to the open casting call, which is exceedingly uncomfortable. Yeah. Basically, it sounds like he like went to like, I don't really know how New York works, but I'm assuming they have like a. Uh, like, a newspaper or a magazine that advertises mm-hmm. for, like... Or at least they would have used to. Yeah, for, like, open... Open casting calls, yeah. Ab- open casting calls. So he puts in, and he's using Grace's office. Yeah. And he's, like, wearing, like, a baseball cap and, like, having all these guys come in and just, like, flex for him. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable, it's but it's funny. Very admittedly. weird. And then Karen walks in. She's like, what are we doing? And then, like, Jack, like, explains, and she gets so into it. And, like, at one point, both, like, fall on top of each other while they're measuring some guy's <laughs> inseam. And then they're like... Where did he go? Like, it's really creepy. Like, it's real creepy. Like, they're clearly just, like, there to oogle guys. And the guys are, like, not aware of what's happening. Because they're, like, baby actors who this is probably normal. This is normal. Oh. Yeah. All right, everybody. I think that's all we have this week. I think so, too. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Tess, do you want to tell them uh, where they can find us? Sure thing. Um, So, if you want to find us on the social media... We have many places you can. Um, the main one is our Twitter, which is at Not A Couple Show. But we also have a Facebook page, a Tumblr. We post our show notes on Medium. Episodes are on iTunes and Mixcloud and Podbean. Um, yeah. That's it. Oh, and you can send us an email. We have an email address. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, not a couple podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we are happy to hear from you whenever we do. So please, please do it. Please let us know what you think about our stuff. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Uh, We'll be back next week with more Will and Grace. Yeah. All right. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye-bye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Hi, Liza. Stay cool. This episode was sponsored by the hit new restaurant from Will Truman, Apps and desserts. <laughs> we only have appetizers and we only have desserts. <laughs>